0: My name is Keith Ma, and you're on Beam Break with Blake.
1: Exactly, as he just said. Uh, this week's guest is Keith Ma. So, Keith, who are you?
0: Well, that's exactly who I am. <laughs> no, I'm Keith. Um, no, I'm a, I'm, I'm a 31-year-old uh, real estate agent slash performer. Um, yeah, no, I've been uh, been performing for the majority of my life now. It feels like I've been this for for a, a really, really long time, which makes me feel old. But, yeah. Um, still still a, still a young father at heart and uh, definitely loving and enjoying life uh, at the moment to its fullest. And um, yeah, always excited for the venture ahead.
1: <laughs> How did you get started into performing?
0: Oh, this is a fun, this is a fun story for you. So it all it all started for me back in high school. Um, as it is with a lot of performers these days, you know they always tend to um, get the performer's bug. Um, from some high school show that I'd done and of course uh, I was uh, I was much of the same I um, back in high school I was I was considered one of the uh, sort of sport jocks back in uh, back in my youth I um, didn't really have any time for performing or or for the arts I didn't I didn't have a lot of love for the arts back then I didn't really know um sort of you know my abilities or what I would be able to do um because I was so always so focused on sports my whole life and Of course, one of my my main sports was rugby, which turned out to be my downfall. In 2008, I sustained a severe neck injury in rugby, which set me, uh, which set me off of sports for nine months while I was recovering. And within those nine months, um, I was somehow convinced by the school's music teacher that I should audition for the school, uh, the school production. And of course, the school production was Greece. I'm pretty sure that most people's (laughs) first show was always Greece. Um, so look, I, um, I ended up going along to the auditions and uh, just trying my luck, not really knowing what to expect or what to do. It was my first ever audition. Um, went through the paces, went through the motions, you know, sang a couple of well-known songs. Everyone everyone knows Grease. So I, I had obviously grown up watching Grease, the movie, so kind of knew what the story was. Um, and then it got down to a point where I was asked for a callback, and of course, being a non-performer, I had no clue what a callback was. So I went along the next day to what was this callback, and they handed me a script, and on the front of the script, it said the role, Danny Zuko. And I was like, okay, I know this character. I know he's the main character of the entire thing, and I didn't actually think I'd be seriously being considered for the role. Um, so I did the callback for Danny. Uh, lo and behold, my first ever production I get cast is Danny. And um, from that point on, doing Grease in high school, I caught the bug. I caught the absolute love for theater, um, and it spiraled out of control. So from 2008 to 2002, I have been performing every single year in multiple productions every year. Uh, I have honed my craft within the performing sector um, in terms of um, dance, song, uh, and acting. And I I can't seem to give it up. Every time I try and promise promise myself to take a break, I keep doing more and more shows. So, yeah. In a nutshell, that is how I uh, that's how I ended up in performing arts.
1: <laughs> awesome. It, it is a healthy addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like to think so.
1: <laughs> What's your preference with singing, acting, and dancing? Do you have an order of things you enjoy? Yeah.
0: Great question. So. I before I even got into singing uh, which I would consider my strength today uh, I was always a dancer so I started off in the school hip-hop group um, I even did a bit of ballroom and jazz ballet in my younger years um I basically jazz ballet came out of something that wasn't by choice once again I, I seem to do a lot of things not by choice but um, back in back in intermediate school we had... Um, as you have uh, like school discos or school socials and uh, it's like the big school event and you know you go along to a night and you dance with your friends and whatnot so but we had this um, we had this I don't know why we had this but in primary school we had this choreographer who came along to teach us like how to dance um, and my parents got chatting to him and he ended up signing me up to jazz ballet classes for two years so I did that in my younger years um so dance was my my, was my primary um mode of performing um before i discovered that i had a voice um and then after my injury in 2008 i couldn't dance anymore for a long time i still don't i still don't i still don't i still don't move as well as i used to back then that i do today partly because i am in my 30s but also because of the injury but um yeah so i've only slowly started getting back into dance today but my strength singing definitely dance and acting i um I thoroughly enjoy acting, but it always, always been it always always been a personal weakness of mine. Um, acting is 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 a is a, uh, is a fun sort of uh, a fun beast, so to speak, for people who aren't exactly who have never been sort of confident in themselves in terms of their own personal performance. Everyone's a perfectionist in their own right, right? For me, uh, I'm a perfectionist down to a t. Um, if I don't like something that I do, then I really get on top of myself until I like sort of perfect that. So. I'm slowly chipping away at the at the acting side of things um and you know every, everyone everyone gets better every day every I always believe that um every audition is another chance to get better every, every performance is also another chance to get better so always putting myself out there, but in that order, song dance acting
1: <laughs> you said earlier that you were a bit of a jock in high school. How did that mix with having a love for dance at that age <laughs>
0: yeah look it didn't it didn't mix all that well to be honest because i basically everything happened at the same time and when you're uh sort of i hate calling myself a job but when you're when you're a sports job at school you're doing all the sports i, I did everything from rugby rowing basketball tennis you know, did all the sports i didn't really have time for anything else so um it became a bit of a, a shock to my parents when i when i told them that i was joining the uh the high school hip-hop team and we're going to go to nationals and stuff like that and I'd have to put aside one of my sports, one of my many sports, to to perform. So, you know, they were uh, as supportive as they as they possibly could be. But um, my family has always been a sport mad family. But yeah, look, it wasn't something that um, that I was like, you know, trying to hide. I wasn't uh, like Troy Bolton in High School Musical, He's trying to hide his performance side of life to pursue basketball or something like that. I was always you know open and honest about it. But it was basically kind of time management. I had to I had to pick and choose. I had to I definitely had to give up a couple of my sports to um, to do dance in high school. But you know, it was all worth it at the end. We like, thoroughly enjoyed it. We uh, ended up kind of runner up in the country and um, for hip hop. So yeah, it all comes as as life is today. It all comes down to balance and you know choosing what it is that you want to do and um, priori- prioritizing what what you want to do. So I made it work for me uh, while I could. Until until the, the big injury sent me back, but um, no, no, it set me up to what I am doing today.
1: Speaking of balance in life, you work in real estate as well as performing in theatre. How do you keep those two things balanced? And is the real estate <laughs> job helpful to make sure you don't get sick of the arts?
0: Pretty much. Oh, that's a great. That's a great question. I'll tell you what. It's um, real estate. Real estate's a fun gig. You're actually. I am a, uh, I'm basically a sole trader. I'm a, I'm a contractor to Barford and Thompson. So Barford and Thompson is the agency that I work for. Um, but being, being a contractor, basically, as long as you get the work done, you, you're basically your own boss where you get to make your own hours. And as you could imagine that, that goes a long way. That goes a long way to um, giving myself the time required to to do performing arts. and. Um, if it wasn't for my job, then you know I would struggle. I would struggle to, to to find hours within my job to to perform. But luckily, luckily I have a very understanding office, I have an understanding manager. Um, real estate keeps me busy. Trust me, it's um it's it's a it's a it's a seven-day a week gig that you know you're always working, doing open homes, you're always doing viewings, um, you're always going to see property. So I always ask myself the same question: is how am I trying, how am I going to do this, how what, how am I going to do the show? um you know I burn myself out sometimes you got to that's basically one thing you got to make sure that you don't do is burn yourself out on both ends As performing you're exerting a lot of energy real estate you're exerting a lot of mental energy and physical energy and everything along those lines but luckily I am my own boss so I make my own hours I make sure that I can fit in the hours to to perform and dedicate part of my life to that dedicate a lot of my time to real estate and somehow so far I have managed to balance it out and uh, I've, I've sustained a successful career and both for the uh, better part of about five years now so you know, i can't complain um as long as i as long as i keep um you know my time management up to date and um honest with myself and i keep on top of everything i'm all good that's amazing
1: do you ever get sick of the arts
0: <laughs> oh as much as I want to say no, like the arts is a, is a pure joy 24/7, that would be a lie. Yes, I do get sick of the arts sometimes. Um, but that's not a that's not a that's not a straightforward answer though, because I I, I, get, um, I get I get I get sick of the amount of hours that, that that I do put in, and then I I find like I have zero time for myself. So between my job and the arts, it's kind of a um, you know it's kind of picking the poison on both sides because both of them take away a lot of my personal time to, to hang out with my friends or family and stuff like that and that's the one part and the only part that I do regret so when I say yes I get sick of the arts I get sick of it it takes away um takes away personal time that, that I am trying to get back that and that leads me back to when I was saying before that I constantly find myself trying to take a break from the arts to to get that personal time back to even just go on a holiday or something like that but I keep finding myself roped into into, into more performing project. And I don't I never regret it. And yeah, after the fact, after I've like performed and done the show or whatever it is that I'm doing, I never regret it. I always have the fond memories that I fall back on. But um, the only part that I do get sick of is the um, find myself lacking a personal life, but then your personal life does become the shows that you do. So yeah, like I said, it's never a straightforward answer, but it's once again it's going back to finding that fine line and that balance. <laughs>
1: In December of 2021, I think it was, you joined Mass Productions as a producer and co-owner. Has this mm. always been a goal for you to end up in a position like that?
0: Yeah, it has. Great question. Great question. So, <clears throat> like I said, I've been performing since 2008. Done, I couldn't even tell you how many shows I've done between, between then and now. Too many to count. In that time, I'd always thought to myself, you know, I had... We do, we do, as performers, we do all of these shows, right? We do all these shows and you never quite know how the shows come to be. You know, everything kind of just forms together. People build a set. People, you know, give you a script and you read the script and you do the show. But like, where does it all come from? Who, who puts it all together? Who are these people behind the scenes that, uh, you know, they're never seen and doing all the behind the scenes work to, uh, to get that all set up for you? Just kind of sparked an interest. I was like, ah, huh, I want to find out more about the behind the scenes people. So one day I had a sit down with my um, with my good friends uh, at Amici, who are now GNT Productions, Grant and Terry, lovely people, um, sort of chatting, sort of what they do behind the scenes, and um, kind of just wanted to do it myself. But of course, you have to be in sort of a, like a really good financial situation to do it yourself because shows unfortunately cost a lot of money to put on, <laughs> a lot of money to put on. So I, uh, you know. I, worked worked my way up to the position and, and I started doing quite well in real estate and started saving lots of money. And I decided that I wanted to um, I wanted to produce a show. So what better way to do it was to join my, my 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 good friend and business partner Zane Fleming at Mass Productions. So Zane had been running Mass Productions since 2014. He'd done a few shows by himself. He had a lot more experience than me in producing shows. So I kind of um, Want to, it made it made sense to go into business with someone who's been doing it for a while, um, and sort of get my feet wet. That way, we we got the rights to The Woman in Black, Fantastic Horror Play. Got the rights to that, and that's basically where my where my producer journey began. It uh, it all sort of happened really quickly. No sooner after we announced that I was joining Mass Productions, um, you know, we got the rights to The Woman in Black. We announced that, and then it all started spiraling from there. We got the um, Started getting the scripts, and then started having meetings with, like, you know, with directors, and meetings with actors, and you, like, well, we're hiring staff to to bring on to um to help us. We're hiring friends of house staff, hiring like stage managers and everything. And I started getting like a real, really quickly a, a good taste of what it was and what it's like producing shows. And then I started realizing I was like, oh, I was like, oh god, I'm, I'm like, you know, we're forking out thousands and thousands of dollars to do this, so. You know, I was, I was like, oh man, I really hope this, um, I really hope it's worth it in the end. And I'll tell you what it is. It really is. I I love it just as much as as being on stage. I love being, I love being behind the scenes. I love being hidden away. I'm, I'm quite an introverted person. Um, believe it or not, you know, man, it shows that you do. I'm quite an introverted person. I love, I've always been an introvert my whole life. So being behind the scenes is where I'm comfortable. And it really started, like, I was questioning myself whether it was worth it or not building up to it because I was, you we know, were paying all this money, we were giving up all this time and um, you know, we, we hadn't sold any tickets yet, tickets weren't even on sale. and I was like, oh man, we've just spent $25,000 on a show and haven't even sold any tickets yet. And then once we um, put tickets on sale and we started seeing people come into the theatre to see our show, and we started getting like these amazing reviews and awesome feedback and that's when it becomes so worth it, eh? And Like, it feels, it's so rewarding, getting back for something that, that you've put so much into and the feedback and reviews we got for that show was just so incredible and I was so humbled by the experience and uh, it just sparked this fire inside me. that, was that, that, that I knew that is that's what I wanted to do more than acting now. So I've actually found time to take a break from acting, from performing and putting a lot of de- dedicated time into producing shows. And that's what I want to continue to do. Um, we had a great cast all the black. we managed to secure Michael Hurst. Very well-known New Zealand actor, um, and obviously Zane himself is a fantastic actor. Um, performed in it, um, we had a great director, Matt Baker. We had, we just had a great team behind us all in the light. And then, obviously, we secured the rights to Tick, Boom. That was a long wait because there was a lot of people fighting for that show. So we had to basically fight off a lot of um, other theatre companies, so to speak, to to gain the rights to Tick, Boom. But once we did get them, that that was a great buzz for us. We just recently finished that season last month, and once again, amazing cast. The cast were just a tight family. Um, and then the, the reviews that came back from that, spectacular, loved it, so rewarding. I knew that producing was what I wanted to do. And um, yeah, Mass Productions, we, what's the date today? That is the 7th. So we actually have our first birthday coming up. Our, our official first birthday with me involved, coming up on 21st of November. So we shall be celebrating that. But yeah, that's, that's been, that's been my, my one year as a producer in a, uh, in a nutshell as well.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Was there anything that um, surprised you about producing a stage show when you first got into it a year ago?
0: Mm. What surprised me was the wait times. So when you apply for rights to shows, like I was, I, I just automatically thought that, you know, master productions we must be the only theater company in the world going for rights we're going to get them straight away that's not the case there are so many there are thousands upon thousands of independent theater companies out there that you've never ever heard of like here in auckland you've heard of you know amt um you've heard of like harlequin you've heard of um like playhouse all the all that you've heard of all the um you know the the main theater companies but there's actually so many other small independent ones out there you never heard of and then you only just discover them when you become a producer. That's another surprising fact. Is how many official, like officially registered theater companies are out there that you just don't know of, and you're always competing. Not, not I wouldn't say competing against each other, but you're always competing with each other for, like, especially for popular shows. And then when Tick-Tick Boom was released on Netflix, that created a massive buzz, and so many and like a lot of companies were going for the rights. We consider we consider, consider ourselves very lucky to be one of them, to one one of the companies that, that secured it. But yeah. The amount of theatre companies out there all competing like for shows—it was a massive surprise to me. Didn't, wouldn't even ever have thought about it. But it's what you get from when you become a producer—you uh, you work with other companies, uh, you, know, you collaborate, and you, you help each other. But at the same time, you're all going for the a lot of the same shows. So that was the biggest takeaway, the biggest surprise. Um, and also, I guess, I guess I was just being naive, but the amount of money that goes into shows was another surprise as well um kind of just thought like i said when you're an actor you don't really think about that stuff right you don't think about what goes in behind the scenes and then when you're the one paying for it yourself you're like okay that's yeah that's 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 a lot of money <laughs> that's a lot of money but you do it for the love of it right um and if you're lucky enough to sell enough tickets to you know at least break even then you're not uh, you're not in a bad position you've done an amazing show you haven't lost any money Um, uh, you just hope to get to a position where you kind of build the foundations. That's where we're at the moment with Mass Productions. We're kind of building this foundation to be able to get to a point where um, financially it becomes stable um, and the shows can, you know, pay for themselves, sustain themselves um, over and over again. And, you know, our name gets out there and um, we become a solid figure within the Auckland theatre community.
1: Awesome. As you just said, Tick Tick Boom uh, just wrapped last month. How did the season go? And were there any um, funny or interesting stories from behind Ooh. the scenes?
0: yeah tell you what that show that, that that show is amazing i love that show so much from the just from the beautiful story to the incredible music written by jonathan larson um, it's such a feel good it's such a feel good show and when you combine a feel good show with just an incredible cast like you 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 leave it behind feeling so fulfilled with so much love um and like fantastic memories that are going to live on forever it was it was one of the most incredible experiences that I've ever had in theatre, If I'm being completely honest, Blake, it's um, it's oh, how how do I even explain that? Like, even, like when you ask for like yeah uh, like, like great stories, there was t- just too many. There was so many great stories that we all had and had so much fun. But one one of my favorite ones was so I was I was understating one of the roles. Right, we um, we had we had um, so tactic boom. The, the, the stage musical—it's just three core characters. So you just have um, John, Michael, and Susan. Um, we, of course, with COVID times, we always we want to understudy all of our roles. So we uh, we also brought in two understudies for John and Susan, and then I understudied the role of Michael. Um, one the one particular rehearsal, we were being absolutely drilled by our fantastic choreographer, who I love and love and cherish, um, Rebecca Schumick Berridge. She was absolutely drilling us um in one of these dance rehearsals to a point where we okay, look, I, I'm 31 years old, right? I was like, I was I was the granddad of the group compared to these other youngsters <laughs> who were in their like you know early 20s or mid-20s. There was one rehearsal I hear this massive pop. I was like, I was like, oh, what the hell does pop? Like everyone could hear this loud audible pop. I didn't think anything about it, but all of a sudden I couldn't get up. <laughs> i was i was lying on the floor and i couldn't get up and i was like oh no what has happened um and so like i gestured I to someone i was like can you come over here can you come can you help me sit up so i have simba the the wonderful simba who uh, played michael come along he propped me up and i was just sitting there on the floor and as time was going by i had realized that i had popped my hip out of place <laughs> i had I'm 31 and I'm popping my hip. Like I was like, oh god, this is, this is not boding well for the future. Like I've already busted my hip at 31 years old, and so I like, I'm I, I'm I'm not kidding you. But like I had to go to hospital to get like scans done on on my damn hip, and I had to get someone. I had to like the hospital staff had to put it back into place, and oh. just to just just to put the cherry on top of everything, while I was there, I got COVID. <laughs> oh no. I managed. To, I managed to avoid COVID the whole time, but the thing is, I don't think I got COVID from the hospital. We, um, unfortunately, it, it sounds like it passed down through the through the cast. Where um, unfortunately, our director Zane was our director, by the way. Zane, he came down with COVID first. He must have caught it from somewhere, um, and then we're assuming that he passed it on to me. But it just so happened to be that after that rehearsal, when I went to the, um, you know, went to the emergency room to get my bloody hip checked out. Um, the next day, next day, I tested positive for COVID, so there's was just a cherry on top. And then I passed COVID on to poor Simba, and then COVID started sweeping through our cast. And this was about a month to go before we're opening, so we were a little bit concerned. But um, we weren't going to let COVID shut us down again. Well, We were promising ourselves that. Because another fun story for you, we originally had the rights to Tick-Tick Boom at the end of 20 of, um, of 2019, and we were we were set to open Tick-Tick Boom. Um, in March, March, 2020, <laughs> and our opening night was the same, was the same day we ended up going to full lockdown. So wow. we, uh, tick, tick, boom was like a, a basically a two year wait for us. We weren't going to let COVID shut us down again. So, you know, that's the reason why we have understudies. Um, we, we, uh, went through the trials and tribulations and we came out better from the other side. So, you know, we did it. I busted my hip at 31 years old and that was a hilarious story.
1: <laughs> well, I guess uh, it's a good thing that you've fallen in love with producing then.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tell you, I'm not going to survive much and in, in perform much longer. I'm falling apart already. So I think I should just stick to producing.
1: Is there a dream role that you want to um, play one day in theatre?
0: Yes. This is another great question. Man, you've got all the questions. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So... I have um, I've actually already played one of my uh, one of my all-time dream roles was playing the role of Roger Davis in um, in Rent. Um, so I already played that I played that role in 2018. Um, love that role so much. Love the songs. Once again, it's a Jonathan Larson absolute banger. Jonathan Larson, loved loved love the guy. Gone too soon. I'm, I wish I, I could have seen more of his work if he was still alive today. But playing the role of Roger in Rent was always a dream for me. Um, did Rent in 2015 as part of the ensemble. Fell in love with that show. Um, but yeah, performing with Roger. That uh, now, now my 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 last dream role. I call it my last dream role, is because I always tell myself there's 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 one more show left. I've done, I've done all of the shows, Blake. But there's one show left that I uh, that I almost have to do before I can uh, announce my retirement from performing, so to speak. And that is Ghost, Ghost the Musical. I love, um, I love rom-coms, right? And Well, this, is not, this one's not really a rom-com. Well, it, it is, but in a really weird way because this guy gets murdered and that's not really happens in rom-coms. But um, yeah, the, the 1993 movie with um, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, wonderful movie. They turned it into a musical and the music in it is amazing. I love the music in it. But um, the role of Sam, Sam Wheat, that would be the last dream role that I have left before I, uh, before I I can um, finish performing. Um, Ghost was supposed to be done at Harlequin Theatre in 2020, but obviously, once again, COVID shut everything down, and unfortunately, they had to cancel the season. So, if there's any theatre companies out there listening right now, I need you to produce Ghost so I can come audition for you. Um, I know I have a theatre company myself, and I could just produce it myself, but I uh, I want to I love I love working for stuff, and I love earning stuff, and I want to be able to like, you know earn the role instead of just casting myself um of course i can always hold auditions if i produce it myself but then at the same time i don't want to be biased towards myself so i need i need someone up there to produce "Ghost" so i can come audition for it um so i can play the role of sam sam wheat It's the last dream role that i have left so (laughs) i'm hoping to get that down soon before i you know before i turn 40 and really start to have body issues
1: (laughs) so my first introduction to you was during adam's family when Uh, drama group i'm part of kids for drama did adams family and you previously just done that with i think was manico performing arts yes how was that experience for you playing gomez
0: oh i tell you what gomez adams that was i had never done character acting before um i'd never i'd never even thought about performing as a role like that before in my life i i never saw myself as a um I still don't, I don't see myself as a comedian. And of course, Gomez is a very lighthearted, comedic character. And I saw when MPA was doing Adam's Family that um, I had originally auditioned for Adam's Family back in, I want to say 2014 or 2015, 2015, when North Shore Musical Theater did it. Audition for the role of Lucas. Lucas is the, um, you know, the, the the young teenage romantic um, character that Wednesday falls in love with. You know, the young guy. And 2015 to 2021, you know, there's only six years. So, in the span of six years, I went from auditioning for a teenager to auditioning for like a 45-year-old father figure, <laughs> and that was that was very strange for me in my mind. I was like, oh, you know, and. I, I'm 30 years old like I'm not uh I'm not quite a father I'm, I'm, I'm not a dad role yet turns out I was completely wrong I already had the hip issues you know I was I was, I was ready for the dad role apparently um I had missed the initial auditions for Adam's family and I thought I'd you know, lost my chance uh, They would cast the role but then i saw that um they were still there's they were still looking for a gomez after the auditions they couldn't find the gomez during the uh, initial audition phase, so um uh, they flipped me an email and i went along for the callbacks and and uh, i was lucky enough to get the role and that was a massive uh, a massive step forward in my in my acting career because gomez today was is the and it was it was never, ever a dream role. I never, ever thought of playing Gomez, but today it was the most favorite character, the most favorite role I have ever played. Mainly because I, once again, had an amazing cast to work with. Um, I got to work with my beautiful friend, Esther Dawson, who played Morticia. Um, I love Esther with all my heart. She's a fantastic um, performer. She's an all-round triple threat performer. Um, she She made life so easy for me. In that show, we had a, a fantastic ensemble um a very large loving cast we all got along and it made life so easy for me just to step into gomez um and give the performance of my life. you know i had i had a great time gomez is a fun character um he has amazing songs he's the um you know the the patriarch of the adams family um he's supposed to be the boss and the leader but we all really know that morticia is the <laughs> boss so he um kind of stumbles his way through that show and He's torn between his uh, his wife and his daughter, and the whole whole family mm. splitting up. And oh, I had the most fun I could possibly have, have have had on that show. Got to work with my awesome friend Dan Chasemore, um, who's directed me many 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 times in in multiple shows. So, just such a fantastic experience. I would um, I would highly recommend the Addams Family if it ever came back to anybody hell even i would probably audition i'd probably end up auditioning for gomez again um sometime maybe in the future when i'm actually you know of of age i like to think i like to think that i'm still young but apparently apparently i'm, I'm ready for dad roles but um i'm gonna you know cherish that show for the rest of my life and ah oh, i hope i get to um i just want to have i just want to have a big cast reunion again and see everybody i love cast reunions when you when you when you've had a great show when you have great experiences so yeah adam's family Great time. Got to got to help out, uh, got to help with your group at Kids for Drama. You had some incredible talent within Kids for Drama as well. You had multiple you had like two different casts and you had understudies and getting to work with all of the Gomez's within within that show was such a once again a rewarding and fulfilling experience because getting to work with um, with Toby, Adam and Hayes. Three wonderful performers you know, coming of age and stepping into those roles. Massive role, by the way, for 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 people their age. Um, seeing them, you know, blossom into incredible. Going from um, going from timid young actors stepping into Gomez and seeing them transform. Super filling. The entire. They all both cast that kids for drama. Smash that show. I was so proud of all of them. I came and saw it three times. That's how good it was. So, yeah, Adam's family. Gonna, it's gonna uh, hold a, um, a high place in my heart for the rest of my life so yeah that's that
1: <laughs> and even though it's been done three times now in the past couple of years would it be a show you want to try and get for masked productions at some point
0: you <laughs> well, i'll tell you what <laughs> we've been discussing shows especially so we're we're we're, we're, we're currently solidifying our um, our show season for next year we're not really sure what um, it is we want to do we've applied for a bunch of rights which i can't say at the moment but um Anna family hasn't come across the radar yet just simply due to the, the sheer size of the cast so at the moment while well zan and i are still quite young with mass productions we're we're sticking to a lot of small cast shows basically to um so at mass productions we we are in a a bit of a different position to most theater companies where we have made the decision to to pay p- to pay our actors and obviously the more actors in the show the more the more the more hands we're um, giving money to which is not the which is not the, the bad part the bad part is that at the moment we're not quite in the financial situation in the financial position to be able to pay um such a large car for the adams family so no not right now the Family is not on our radar as of yet but if we uh, if we stick at it and you know we become a, a, a household name within the community, then yeah, I could definitely see myself producing it and say, in the future. I'd love to produce a show like that. It's um like I said, such a such a feel good funny show, amazing music, and um, it'll be something that I'd be proud to do. so yeah, no for now, maybe yes for the future.
1: Awesome. What keeps you motivated these days? <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots of things, no. Um,
0: so in my personal life, I, um, I love, I love going out there and taking risks and, you know, by taking risks, I don't mean like, you know, driving blindfolded. I mean, sort of, I love, I love trying my hand at new things. And one thing that I've found myself being super motivated for these days is I, um, I love, I love working and I love, um, i love starting businesses i know that sounds really weird but i've I've actually started a multitude of businesses over the past sort of three years a lot of them obviously have failed but that's basically you find success you find success within the failure and i've gone to a point now where i actually have a a quite um quite a, a rapidly growing business that's sort of gaining momentum at the moment once again i can't say what it is for now but i'll be releasing it to the world next year and um that's, that's what gets me motivated, I give every day, and I, I, I keep tripping away at this business, um, I've got, you know, a small team working on it behind the scenes with me. Um, it's keeping me, it's keeping my mind fulfilled, it's keeping me, um, you know, thinking of what what the next steps I need to take. So my uh, my small growing business right now is what keeps my personal life flying. Um, in the performance side of things, um, I'm basically trying to gauge what people want to do in terms of shows. I know I, it's um, producing shows, you know, you, you want to select good shows, you know, you, you want to select good shows for people to do, you want to select good shows for people to come and see. It's really hard marketing bad shows. Um, so I'm asking around the community, like, what do people want to do? Um, what shows do people want to do? There obviously lots of people are like, oh, Hamilton or <laughs> Evan Henson. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, we just can't get the rights to those shows. <laughs> there, there are a lot of rights that aren't available. So. Um, yeah basically finding out what the community wants to do and and seeing if the rights are even available and if it's achievable then we want to we want to produce shows for the community we want to produce shows that people want to do that people want to see so right now selecting shows is um it's it's a hard process but I find so much joy in hearing what others want to do and always you know it always keeps me thinking like cool well if we can't do it this year then maybe we can do it next year when the rights do become available and um yeah so show selection right now for the community that's what keeps me going and performing so i've got a lot of things that uh you know keeps me pumped up and keeps me motivated these days you know finding time to do them thats a whole different sort of story but yeah right now i would say figuring out life is what keeps me motivated man <laughs>
1: always on a constant journey
0: always on a constant journey you have to be Otherwise, else life just gets a bit stale and boring you don't want to um I'm not the kind of guy that you're going to find sitting behind a desk in an office, you know, nine to five. I'm not. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the way I'm wired. I um, I was once upon a time, you know, I had a non stable nine to five job, and I was going about life, and you know, everything was fine. I was, you know, doing fine. I was um, never wanting for anything, but I just found it. it just got stale. It got stale and boring, and I didn't want to throw away, you know, the majority of my youth doing something that I wasn't just passionate about, and. Just Decided to get out there and <clears throat> find my freedom. That's where I found it in real estate. Real estate I get my own time. As long as I'm doing the work, then I'm achieving results while still having time to myself that allows me to do other things like producing. So
1: yeah. What or who inspires you and have your inspirations changed over the years? Mm.
0: What or who inspires me? I um I have I have a lot of love for my friends. Uh, oh, obviously my family as well a lot of my family but i i do come from a close family. like you know i do i get along with my family we um we all have vastly different views in life and what we do so for example i do musical theater my brother's in the military you know so like <laughs> two vastly different uh and that's the same with all of us my sister my sister works for Google in London. So we're all very different to each other. So my friends that I have in my life um, are basically friends that I've either found through performing, sports, or, or work. And they are what, they're a massive reason for me, especially my best friend, um, my best friend, Brady Dixon, um, who's, you know, she's, she's I've known her, for so long through performing we did rent together first time back in 2015 and we've been so close ever since she's a massive she's a massive inspiration for me she's a big drive to you know do what it is that i do i always want to always want to support her uh, in life not that i have to but it's because I, I i want to you know you have so much love for your friends you want to give back to your friends um one thing that i find that gives me so much joy in life as well blake is that um the pure joy of giving is, is it's the best feeling ever. And I think that's also why I produce. Because I get to give back. I get to give back to a community that's given that's given me so much. Um so a big motivation for me is is the joy of giving. I love giving back and I I, I, I get up every day to work. You know, I, I, I I'm motivated by myself. I'm very self motivated. I like to be I like to think I'm a go getter. I like going out there um and getting what it, what it is that I want. Or what it is that I, you know, what it is that I need and deserve? Um, so yeah, I, I I work for me. I work for my friends. Um, I want to give back to the community. Um, so just a lot of a lot of giving. The joy of giving is, is the best feeling. You know, you can I could go out there and buy uh, buy a nice calf myself, and that feels amazing. At the same time, I go out there and um, I don't know, you know, take my friends out for dinner. You know, I take all my friends out and, and pay for dinner. That gives me the same exact joy as it would be getting a nice car for myself. I love, I don't know. I, I love, I love, I, I just the pure joy of giving is just the best feeling in the world. Um, yeah. And, you know, you make a donation to charity. You feel good about yourself. You, you go and do something good for um, someone like a complete stranger. You feel, you feel good about it. It's that same joy, the same joy about, you know, giving to, especially giving to people that you know and love. Best feeling ever. I love, I had, you know, I didn't, um, if i'm being completely honest I, I didn't i didn't know you very well during you know kids for drama and i knew i knew exactly who you were but then i saw you invited me to the podcast i was like absolutely i like of, of course i want to do this it's the um same thing you're doing right now you're you're giving back to your community through your podcast i think that's freaking amazing um you should be you should be proud of yourself and i was i was doing a little bit of um stalking on you before i came on here i was like oh wow you have interviewed like so many great people like jeremy Corbyn or something like that i was like that's so cool and now, of course, I want, to, I want to support you just like you're supporting me right now. You're going to put me out in your podcast, and that's obviously people, hopefully, hopefully people are going to listen and hear about me and my journey. I want to support mass productions, and people want to support you with, um, with Bean Break. So it's all about, uh, it's all about finding that, that, that motivation that, that gives you joy. Man, and, 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 and that's exactly what it is for me. So hopefully hopefully, in a very, very long way that answers your question.
1: Indeed, and thank you very much uh, for your kind words. Um, Absolutely. I, I will say during Adam's Family, even though you weren't directly associated with me, I would say uh, you did help me just watching you interact with the uh, Gomez's. You did help me with my character. I was the understudy for Mao, um, who was Lucas's father in Adam's Family, and that was actually oh. my first ever show. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just watching you and just, just taking little nuggets of your wisdom really helped with my character. So I just wanted to say, thank you very much for that. <laughs>
0: oh, man, that's, that's awesome. No, thank you. That's, that's great. I didn't realize that was your first ever show. Congratulations. I hopefully, uh, hopefully you've you've caught the love for it as well
1: uh, yeah definitely after that show i was itching to get into another one so i did uh, blood brothers with um the arts trust earlier this year and it was great
0: <laughs> oh incredible that's uh, hey that's, that's what it's all about man you just gotta keep putting your foot forward and keep auditioning for stuff if, if, if that's what you want to do so no awesome no thank you i really appreciate that and um yeah, I think I, I th- I'm pretty sure I would have seen you on stage then if you had gone on as the understudy for Mel.
1: Yeah, it was very it was very bizarre, like just looking out for the first time because uh, I was in the ensemble also, but just mm. going on stage for that understudy show, just looking out to the audience and seeing wow these people are here to watch us be actors and then That's, as soon yeah. as we noticed you in the audience we're like oh keith is sitting there <laughs> and nobody look <laughs> at him <laughs>
0: Hope he's not judging us no no definitely not you all smashed it like i said Tim thought three times it was that good so yeah man no you get that um i remember my first time i remember doing Greece back in high school you know when the curtains are closed and you can hear the, you know, the people talking outside and you're, you're like oh you get so nervous i remember the knock on my stomach and you know, the curtains open, you see everybody there. Oh, mate. That's um it's a <clears throat> it's a whole different world when you're up there. Yet you, you you feel very vulnerable, but as long as you're prepared, there's nothing that can stop you.
1: Exactly. You mentioned before that you're an introvert and you always have been one. When you're on stage, does that just all leave and you just get this adrenaline rush?
0: Great part about that is that you know, nine times out of ten when you're on a stage you're a completely different character you're a different person so thank God that my brain is able to you know um sort of split the uh I don't want to say split personalities I'm not, I'm not that way but um, <laughs> my brain is able to tune out Keith and become the character and the characters that I'm playing most of the time are not introverts they're uh, you know they're they're out there they're very um they're, they're very open, they're very wanting to be the center of attention, they, they want the spotlight, so yeah, luckily I'm able to sort of t- tap into the acting side of things a little bit more and, and um, I'm able to tune out myself because there's absolutely no way in hell that I would be that comfortable in front of that many people um, up on a stage. Of course, there are times where I am on stage where I'm not a character, where I'm addu- when I'm, I'm, you know, addressing audience as Keith. Um, if I'm being honest, it that is, that is very tough for me. Um, I, I struggle. I um, hopefully sometimes you can't visibly see me shaking, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it is quite tough. And I, I actually do, I do medicate for it as well. That's how that's how bad it can get. Sometimes I get I get quite severe social anxiety if I'm if I'm in a if I'm in a place where I'm not familiar with uh, or with people that I'm not familiar with. I can get quite bad social anxiety to a point where um, I start to get, you know, sort of minor panic attacks. But luckily, there are there are um, some medications out there that I've found that uh, that keep me relaxed in public situations, keep me nice and chill. Not, I'm not here condoning taking medicine for um for for anxiety. So sort that's of. not what I'm doing. But it's what helps me, and a lot of it is natural medicines as well. So um, yeah, I'm able to I'm able to um, appease myself um, the ways that I know how through you know through medical help. Um, it's something that has affected me my whole life but, you know, thankfully there are ways around it because, like I said, I, I, I love performing and I, I'm not going to let something cripple me to a point where I, can't, where I can't perform. So there are ways around it. If anyone out there is listening right now and you're, you're like me, you're, you're introverted, um, you feel anxious in public, you don't feel comfortable, you would never feel comfortable getting up on a stage, there are ways around it, there are ways to be able to do this. Um, and anyone can feel free to reach out to me if they ever want a, uh, you know, more sort of inside scoop on that as well. Because I, once again, love to help, love to help as many people get up on stage, you know, feel confident within themselves, find their voice, um, you know, maybe find a new passion. So there are ways around that being introvert. It's wonderful. You, you know, you always feel, you feel comfortable by yourself. So I wouldn't change who I am for a thing. I, uh, I love, I love who I am and, um, and that's that. I love me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I obviously can't speak for you, but in my personal experience, I'm also very introverted and get have quite um, big social anxiety problems. Um, mm. Which is ironic because I'm in theatre and go to radio school. But mm. um, <laughs> in my experience, being a part of theatre and having those supportive, wonderful people around me actually somewhat helped with some of those problems and helped give me a bit more confidence. Was that? Would you say that was the same for you? Yes. And
0: that's uh, that. that and that's an absolute great point as well. Because sometimes, especially when back in my earlier days in theatre, I would join a cast and I wouldn't know a lot of the people. Um, gradually over time, there's only you know there's only so, so many amount of people who um, who do performing arts uh, within Auckland. And over time, you tend to learn and become friends with a lot of them. And you tend to audition for the same shows with a lot of those friends. So you, you become friends over time. But back when you first meet people and you don't know who they are, that can be such an exhausting and daunting task, especially for an introvert, to, to get to know your cast. And if you don't have a good creative team behind it, that helps the process a lot as well, you make life a lot, a lot harder. So it's all about um, finding the fine line to be with what you're comfortable with and in your own time and so i'm now at a point where i can you know comfortably audition for shows and know a lot of the people i feel comfortable around people that i know especially around you know close friends and i consider a lot of my theater friends um uh, or you know, theater family as we call them <clears throat> i consider them to be comforts for me especially in an environment that i don't know so if i go if i let's, let's say I, I go out to like a bar or something and um and, and those people that i know are going to be there. They make the environment comfortable for me that allows me to adapt to the environment and be comfortable so um, if you can surround yourself with good people within a show or at least if you don't know anyone get to know take the time like i said in your own time take the time to get to know your cast you'll find that you have a lot of similarities obviously you're all there for the same reason they become your family and they become your comfort and you probably found it as well with your with your first show and then obviously with blood brothers as well you would, you would have created friends that you would consider you know, good friends and you you feel like you could hold on to for a lifetime. So that's what I've done in theatre. I've created my own safe space within the theatre community. Of course, there can be, a, you know, it's theatre. There's never going to not be drama all the time. It'd be great if there were no drama in the shows whatsoever, but literally, that's what theatre is theatre <laughs> is drama. So there is going to be some times where it can create a little bit of a toxic environment. But as long as you've got the right parameters in place, you know, to, to, to shut that stuff down, and you can feel comfortable to talk with someone, or you feel comfortable, you know, to talk with the person, maybe there's maybe there's one person in the cast who's making it bad for everyone else. You feel comfortable talking with that person, or at least you can get someone else to talk to them to de-escalate the situation. You know, I never you never ever want to feel comfortable, you never, you never ever want to feel uncomfortable within, uh, within your environment. There's always ways to, um, to you know, to, to solve issues. Um, and if it's really, really bad, then hopefully you've got a good creative team who can remove that one toxic person, but for the majority of the time, it's never, ever like that. Um, yeah, so tips are create your own comfortable environment, get to know the people you're working with because, you know, they have a lot of similarities and they're there for some reasons as you, um, and most likely there's a good chance you can become friends um and just just try your best to 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 enjoy it while you can um shows are shows are a great thing and obviously all great things unfortunately do come to an end at some point and you get the post-show blues and but you cherish the memories so create great memories and over time the more shows you do the more comfortable you become um you can remain an introverted person but at the same time when you're up on that stage you're a whole different personality and you learn that and yeah, it just becomes your comfort zone. Theatre is my comfort zone. Theatre is an extroverted sort of situation, but for an introverted person, it's my comfort zone. So, yeah, hopefully that helps.
1: You mentioned um, just before uh, post-show blues, which is a very real and unfortunate thing. What has your yeah. worst case of post-show blues been?
0: Ooh, I'll tell you what, it had been a long time, and this is going to sound quite mean, but. I hadn't experienced Post Show Blues for a long time up until right now when we did Tick, Tick, Boom. I, um, obviously, you get close with the cast, you become friends, you create so many joyful memories doing amazing shows. And I used to get a big time back back at the start of my theatre career, um, doing shows, you know, learning learning people. And um, I always hated giving up those memories because you feel like you're never, ever going to see them again, right? You feel like you're never going to see people again in shows. And you're like, oh, this is so depressing, like, losing all these friends I've just made and um so between I guess I just kind of got because I did so many shows I got accustomed to the feeling I was like okay I know this is going to end um I can't feel sad about it it." so I stopped getting post-show blues for a while until we did Tick Tick Boom man literally Tick Tick Boom just finished last month I miss that cast so much like I miss hanging out we were rehearsing you know three days a week and then um we'll do so many things that we'd go out for dinner together we'd hang out and you know do activities together outside of the show and it's, it's those memories and it's those friendships that you create that you um that you miss and literally tick to boom would probably be my worst case of post-show blues because just because we had so much fun um and i i know being a small cast we're not gonna get a lot of chances to hang out everyone is so different we had such a wide range of casts. Like um Simba and myself, we're both in our 30s. Um, Andrew, who's in his mid to late twenties, he's he he he's a father, you know, he's a family man, so he's always got he's um puts a lot of his time into his family, which is understandable. Uh Rachel, Rachel's a, a young, you know, upcoming star, she's uh 20, and you know, we 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 want her to go overseas and pursue this, and so we're encouraging to do that and then Jesse, who is our understudy, Susan, she's a, a medical student, so obviously being an upcoming doctor, she's going to obviously be put a lot of time into that, and then um, I'm just stuck with Zane, <laughs> stuck with Zane, my, my bloody business partner, who I see all the time anyway, um, and then, but it was just such a, it was oh, such an amazing cast, Campbell, Campbell McKenzie, fantastic young talent, he is he can play every single instrument on the planet. He's written his own musical, uh, "Riverfront Park," which is you know that's going to be releasing soon. And everyone is so talented within their own rights, but because we have such different paths in life, as we struggle to find time to to, um, to 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 see each other, and and that's what makes me sad because I miss them. And the post-show blues are so real, toxic boom right now. That'd be the worst case. Of post-show blues that i have right now we do have a scheduled catch-up though we are scheduled to catch up well sorry they are all scheduled to catch up with each other on the 18th of november but i can't make it due to due to something else so my post-show blues will continue but they'll get to see each other so i'm sure i'll see i'm sure i'll see them at some point in the not distant future fingers crossed
1: fingers crossed
0: <laughs>
1: yeah <coughs> Now we've just got some uh, quickfire questions that we like to shoot off at our guests. So get oh, okay. ready. You don't have to be lightning fast, but, you know, quickfire questions sure. sound fun. What's your favorite theater Perfect. show of all time?
0: Ooh, Jersey Boys. Oh, I love Jersey Boys. Uh, give me some Jersey Boys. I'll love to audition for that in the future.
1: What's been the scariest moment in theater?
0: Scariest moment in theater? My very first show, Grease. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This still scares me today because I never, ever want it to happen. You know when you're up on stage and you're so confident with the song, but then you you just you just you just your your mind blanks and you just cannot think of what the hell the next word is. Yep. I froze. I got I froze. I froze on stage for what felt like three hours. It was more like thirty seconds, but I froze. I couldn't think of the word, and it was in the song, "All Alone at the Drive-In Movie," and it got to the end of the the very last. It was the climatic. It was the um the climatic part of the song where like it all builds up for the final note. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember what the hell the word was. And I just stood there, like, staring at the MD. I was was staring at the MD. She was staring back at me like I was this bloody idiot. I must have looked like an idiot. I was so scared, man. I was so scared. Didn't know what to do. Ended up singing some random word, which turned out to be the right word that I was going to sing anyway. And the whole audience felt so awkward because I didn't even... It was supposed to be, like, the climactic part of the song. You get, like, a rupturous, like, standing ovation. I got golf claps. It was just like... Got, got and I was like, Oh no. I screwed up real bad on that one. But that luckily you live and you learn. That was the only time that happened to me. But that was the worst moment on stage for me. And it was my very first show. Never ever wanted to do another show after that until <laughs> I started doing like a hundred more. So yeah.
1: What's been the most surprising show that you've enjoyed?
0: <sighs> Adam Sandler. Like like I said, going back to that, never ever thought in my life that I'd be playing a, like be playing Gomez like a father figure role. It was the most surprising for me because I loved it. It Turned out to be my absolute favourite character. So, yeah, that was was a pleasant surprise.
1: (laughs) And in the spirit of Bean Break, we love coffee here. So what's your coffee order?
0: Oh, Blake, this is going to break your heart. You a tea person? Um. I haven't grown up. I I I, I drink hot chocolate.
1: <laughs> That's incredible. No, that is fine. <laughs>
0: yes, thank God for that. I thought, I thought you were going to be like, ah, oh, never mind. We can't blend this entire podcast <laughs> out. No, I don't drink coffee, unfortunately. I I stick to my I stick to my hot chocolates. And yes, I do I do love a good herbal tea as well. So, hot chocolate or or or, or green tea.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll take hot chocolate as an answer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you had to give a younger version of yourself some advice, what would you say to young Keith?
0: What I say to young Keith yeah um this is gonna sound so cliche Blake and I'm so sorry follow your heart <laughs> follow your heart <laughs> unfortunately young Keith I let far too many people influence me growing up like um I I, I, I used to think so highly of what people other people thought of me and it crippled me sometimes because I wanted to be I guess i just wanted to be loved by everybody where in actual fact i just needed to love myself more and i need to follow my own heart because during COVID, you know we all locked down for ages didn't do anything i just i don't know i just something clicked inside of me and i was like you know what screw it everything that i want to do now i want to do it to benefit my to benefit my personal position in life where it's going to get me to a point where i can give back to others, you know, to give back to the community, which I love. So I, I worked on myself for a, for a good solid entire year. Worked on myself, and I got my I got I got some mindset where I was like, you know, I'm gonna follow my heart. Um, I decided that I was never gonna sit in another nine to five desk job again. Um, I wanted to work for myself. Never wanted to. Um, I never wanted to be wanting for anything. I um. I stopped. This is gonna sound really stupid, but I stopped caring. I stopped caring for what others thought of me. And I, just, I cared for myself. I cared of what I thought about myself. I started seeing myself in a, in a, in a, in a much higher regard. Um, and I, start, I started giving back to myself. I started committing to myself. I worked for myself and I got myself into a position where I was able to um, love myself fully and and be able to give back, give back to anyone and everyone that I possibly can because that's what gives me the joy today, man. So yeah, tell young Keith, trust yourself, follow your gut, follow your heart because it was right all along. My heart was right all along, and um, I'm just sorry that I didn't follow it sooner. But I am now, and I've never been better, never been happier. Um, Yeah, that's 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 what I tell
1: myself. Better late than never.
0: Better late than never, exactly. And it is, it's always better late than never. You're never, ever too late. No matter how old you are or young you are, you're never, ever too late.
1: And would you give that same advice to uh, younger people wanting to get into theatre?
0: Absolutely. Hey, if you're out there listening to this and you want to get in theatre, but you're just unsure, apply, just, you know, apply yourself. Um, look into it, if you can, do a little bit of your own background research. Look up, I'd go on social media and just look up all the theatre companies, you know, AMT, Harlequin, they're all they're all good, they all do great shows, we all do great shows, we all work with each other. There are so many auditions out there. Um, if you want, you can join the um, Auckland Auditions Facebook page, Auckland Actors page. Everyone's always posting auditions. There are always shows happening. Get in contact with anyone that you know that's in theatre. Any, anyone can feel free to reach out to me. You can message me on, on social media. You can always reach out to me. I'm always happy to, t- to talk to you. I'm always happy to answer your questions if you're thinking about getting into theatre. Theatre, the, the community, it's a beautiful space. It's a beautiful place. It's a place of you know it's um, confidentiality. We all, we're all there working for each other, working with each other to help each other. Um, you never know what it can, exp- what it can inspire. Um, I, you know, did my first show in 2008, and they ended up going to the United States in 2010 to pursue music. So the options are endless. It creates multiple paths. Theatre creates friendships that'll last forever. I know I've got friends in my life that will last forever. It's just that nine times, you know, I want to say 9.9 times out of 10, it's a joyful experience. You know, it's never, it's never, ever perfect, but most of the time it is. So yeah, if you want to get into theater, reach out to me, reach out to anyone that you know in theater, just talk to them. we are always, you know, most of us are always happy to answer your questions.
1: That's awesome. Now that you've been on the show, who else would you want to hear and who do you think we should try and get on to be interviewed?
0: Fantastic there. Oh, too many to count. How? I don't know. As soon as when I saw Jeremy Corbett, I was like, these guys are the big guns. He goes <laughs> after everybody. There's no one that you can't count on. But, um. Yeah, look, if you could all, if you could do me a massive favour and get Jeremy Jordan on your show, like I would, oh, like, I would love to have Jeremy Jordan on your show. He is, uh, he's a personal favourite. He's obviously he's done lots of movies and lots of shows, and he's a Broadway star. Uh, no, but more seriously, no, anyone, anyone within um. Anyone who wants to, anyone who wants to give back, you know, like 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 you, like me, anyone who wants to give back to their community, to our community, anyone who wants to get their voice out there, um, whose opinions need to be shared, I, uh, you know, I'm going to be recommending them to you. I'm going to be telling them about your podcast. I'm going to recommend them to get onto your podcast as well. So, so anyway, if anyone comes to mind, I'm going to send them
1: your way, Blake. I'm being delighted for you too. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, Keith, where can the people find you or anything you're up to?
0: Find me on the Marsh Productions Instagram or Facebook page. We're always posting our updates on there. Keep an eye out for our upcoming seasons. We're going to have some really great shows coming up for everybody. We love everyone to audition for us. Um, you know, we are a, we are a very small stepstone into the professional theatre community. If you're ever looking at that side of things as well, um, always recommending people um you know we have we have connections with some great schools overseas here in new zealand um so come and join us on, on mars productions um like, like for me personally i'm um, i i do not put a lot of my personal life out there but you know you, everyone feel free to you know hit me up on on social media i'm always happy to chat if you have any questions for me put me a message i will get back to you as soon as possible uh so yeah that, that that's what i do follow me keep my mass productions I'm always
1: here, I'm always here. Awesome, Keith, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to me.
0: Blake, you're awesome, man, love this podcast. Bean break, let's spread it to the world, let's get it out there, man. Fantastic, thank you so much for having me today and all the best for the rest of your future ventures and endeavors.